I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. It's the KSL Home Show, sponsored by Osmond Designs. If you like talking about Utah homes and real estate, then this is the place on KSL News Radio. Welcome on in to the Home Show today. Thank you for joining us here, of course, with Heather Osmond, who owns two Osmond Designs locations, one in Lehigh and one in Orem. And Heather, the, we always talk about the housing market here in Utah and how crazy it is. But I imagine the commercial real estate market is just as crazy. And I was in um, the hideaway area, you know, over uh, in... Is it, is it Heber over there, just like east of Park City? And there's some new condos going up there. And I thought, oh, my gosh, we need a strip mall right here. <laughs> we need the restaurants to serve these people. We need, you know, a little grocery store. We need all the things in this area. And my husband was like, let's do this. And I'm like, uh, we are not commercial real estate people. But you have some guests today who are going to help us with that. Absolutely. You know what? I have two of the best commercial real estate agents in the entire state of Utah. They're back on the show again. We have Brandon Goodman and Nate Monson from Mountain West Commercial Real Estate. They are seriously killing it out there. I'm so proud of you guys. What I love about you is that you guys answer your phones. You guys are just out there and you're you're hungry for work. You know, sometimes the older, retired commercial real estate agents, you know, maybe they're just too busy, but you guys are just killing it out there and you are winning awards and just so proud of both of you guys. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. We thank you. It. Absolutely. Great to be here. Okay. So today we get to talk a little bit about maybe what some of the national trends are that you are seeing in the commercial real estate market. Great. Yeah, I can, I can kick this off. I mean, uh, commercial real estate just this entire year has just been as busy as we've ever seen it. And that's nationally. Um, I've never, you know, and I, I haven't been in this business as long as some of the old guys you referenced, but in uh, what I've realized this year is there is the least amount of product hitting the market that I've ever seen. So that's, that's a good thing, right? It means that people are buying and capital is moving. It's a hard time to be a buyer. It's a great time to be a seller. And that's nationally across the board. Okay, so nationally, things are hot, but let's talk specifically about Utah. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll tee that one up. So, and this goes partly with the national trends because nationally what we're seeing is money is moving from the coast to the mountain states. So we have money flooding our Utah market from California, Oregon, Washington, New York, uh, New Jersey, People that are in these blue states, they're afraid of what's going to happen with their taxes. And so they're selling their properties in those coastal states and they're trying to move their money into the states that are trending in 
you know, hottest markets for population growth, uh, strength of economy, Utah, Idaho, Arizona, Colorado, Wyoming. And so money is pouring into Utah specifically, which is a top five in any category you look at in terms of determining uh, a state's future economic output and population growth. I love that so much. So you guys service the entire Wasatch Front, correct? We do, yes. Did you, you take notes when I said I was over in that hideaway area? And you're like, they need a grocery store and a restaurant over there? Because it takes 10 or 15 minutes to get to uh, Kimball Junction area, or you can go into downtown uh, Park City, but you want, you want something closer. Yeah, you know what? Your, your issue is not that people don't want to be there and commercial doesn't want to get added. It's just Summit County is a tough county to add new commercial. So mm. talk talk to them and we'll we'll do what we can. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like I opened a can of worms there. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> okay. So let's compare residential real estate to commercial real estate. For all of those investors that are listening, whether you are a seasoned investor or you're a first-time investor, why commercial versus residential? So residential is usually very hands-on. It's, it's a little bit more time-consuming. And it's a, you're usually dealing with a lot smaller amount of money. So you're, you know, you can, you can do uh, single family homes and duplexes, which again, right now is extremely difficult, overpriced. But the, the attractiveness to commercial is it's, it's a lot less emotional. Residential is a, a much more emotional game. Commercial, it's investor money, it's less emotional. Uh, there's a lot less work when it comes to the, the day to day. Uh, I guess taking care of your your residential property versus the the commercial because in in our world we do a lot of uh, retail and most of ours are what are called triple net leases and that's what's attractive to investors in our world is you buy a building you have a tenant that signs a lease and they pay all the expenses they pay your taxes your insurance they pay your common area maintenance items like snow removal landscape and so you know that's that's kind of hard when you, you you can hire a management company in residential. But again, you give up quite a bit more in residential to have a management company. And in commercial, it's a lot lower, a lot less management, and it's on a lot more money. So I don't know. If, what, what do you think, Nate? Yeah, I would say uh, I would uh, totally back up what Brandon said. Um, in addition to that, you have to understand that these properties are being signed with tenants with long-term leases. So you're not having a lease turnover every single year typically. Uh, especially with retail buildings, you can get leases 5, 10, 15 years in place with national corporate ban- brands that are backing these these leases. So you're not having to find a new tenant every spring when somebody moves out or defaults on their rent. These are typically strong credit-backed leases. So long-term leases in place uh, that prevent you from really having to be too hands-on with these properties. Talk to me, though, about how you get into commercial real estate, because if I'm just the average investor, do I want to go this route or should I like get some experience in the residential market first and then move over to commercial? Because they're not the same in terms of like your average investor. Yeah, I mean, the best part about commercial is it's not one size fits all. There are all sorts of different product type and different size ranges, but your typical investor is going to need to get in somewhere. So if, if residential is where you start, you build up equity and you get to a point where you can roll that equity and buy something that's worth it in commercial, typically the the starting price in a commercial property, you'll, you'll want at least 250000 really 250000 to 300000 That will get you into something close to about a million dollars in commercial. You're talking commercial. down. Down. Yeah. Yeah, down of equity. So 
you know, we see that a lot. Whether it's residential, you you build equity and then you you sell or refinance and use that equity and roll it into commercial. Uh, people sell businesses. People inherit money. I mean, there are all kinds of different investors that we deal with, and but but that's a good starting point for commercial. And then there is another uh, avenue that people, the average investor, could get into commercial real estate through something called syndication, and so they can pull money together with a number of different investors. Maybe each of them have fifty thousand. They pull all that money together and they can go buy a couple million dollar property and still take advantage of commercial. So. There's no shortage of avenues to get into commercial. I just think some people, they think it's so hard and so they don't even want to attempt to get into it. But if you ever have any questions or want to know how to get into commercial, you know, any of your listeners, they're welcome to call us. We would love to show them and, and explain how they can get into it. I love that. So most of our investors here locally in Utah and even out of state have full-time jobs, right? And so they just don't do this 100% all of the time. And so having experts like Brandon and Nate walk them through maybe the best avenue to put their money, whether that be to team up with other investors or maybe they're in a position they can take down a few even on their own is going to be very valuable. In commercial, I feel like it's just a numbers game, right? A lot of it is I don't care what it looks like. I you know, can maybe even do some cosmetic work, but do, is there a paying renter? Is there mailbox money that you just collect every single month? And like Nate had mentioned, you know, a lot of these leases are five-year, 10-year, with even five or 10-year extensions on them. And a lot of these leases actually even include rent bumps along the way, which is incredible. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So again, so commercial real estate, you know, again, we were talking about how there's the this triple net lease. Again, there are a variety of different types of investments. And within each investment, there are even subcategories of somebody wants value add, just like in residential. Somebody might want to go buy a fixer upper. So they'll buy a building that maybe is 50% vacant. They'll go in, they'll, they'll fix the building up, they'll sign some new leases, and then they'll add all this extra value and they can hold on to it. They can refinance and go do it again. They can sell it. So there, there are a ton of options. Just like when you go into the stock market, the, the same applies in, in commercial real estate. You can buy secure assets that have zero to no uh, risk. There are assets that have a little bit of risk. And depending on what your appetite is, you can you can find that. And you know the returns reflect how much risk is involved, just like when you buy anything in the stock market. So One quote that I absolutely love is they say that 90% of all millionaires made their money in real estate, which is unbelievable, right? I think the name of the game is buy something, hold it, let it appreciate in value, take all of that equity, and at some point either sell and roll it into something else or just keep buying more and more and more properties until that full-time job that you have is really just maybe a passion and, and all of your real estate investment money is actually what's paying the bills. And it's really just a great retirement account, especially here in Utah where the market is so hot that you're just really not going to lose. Exactly. That's the name of the game, right? Is building up this this passive income. I like to think of it as a, as a snowball, right? doesn't matter how small it starts. But once you get that thing rolling downhill, it will just continue and continue to grow and get bigger and bigger. And that's one thing Brandon and I pride ourselves on is really trying to look at what you have, right? How big is your snowball right now and how can we grow it and how can we grow it faster? 
And so we would welcome anyone, you know, to reach out to us and show us, hey, I, I own a duplex. What are the best options for me? And we can look at your numbers. We can look at your income that it's producing and figure out, hey, maybe we should refinance this property, pull some money out and go buy something else. Or does it make sense to sell this property in today's market when it's so hot and 1031 that money into a larger commercial property? Um, you know, we we spend a good amount of our time in Excel and are really good at running uh, financial models to show you what are the best options available at your fingertips to grow that snowball and get your income bigger and better so you can get to retirement quicker. Is I love that-, that so much. How do people find you? You can look us up. We have a, you know, our website, uh, mountainwestcommercial.com. It's uh, mtnwest.com. Uh, you can find us on LinkedIn. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're, our contact information, our emails are there. And we, we, again, we would invite anybody to reach out to us. We, we, we love to help where we can. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, As always, you can podcast any of this information wherever you podcast. Just search for the KSL Home Show. For Heather Osman, I'm Lindsay Ertz. We'll take a break. More on the Home Show in just a minute.